0: You are listening to the Building Code. I'm Tom Houghton. I'm Paul Worth. On this episode of the Building Code, we've got Chris Anderson from Month End joining us. Month End specializes in bookkeeping, accounting, finance, and builder trend consulting. We're gonna have a financially focused discussion today with Chris. Uh, make sure you stay tuned to the end because Chris will be sharing some great tips to help you manage your finances. Welcome, Chris. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: Happy to have you on. You're out of Minnesota. <laughs>
0: That's right. We're here. In,
2: I'm sitting in Minneapolis right now. It's a great city.
1: I guess I'll just I'll kick it off because I do know you. We've had a couple of conversations. How did you get hooked up with Buildertrend? Like, how would you know us?
2: I was a CFO of a building company, so I got to know Buildertrend Trend through flirting with a bunch of other software tools. This was a while ago, I think five years ago, six, ten. I don't know, a long time ago. We were trying to figure out how to make our our business run more effectively and smoothly, and. Uh, Builder Trend made the final cut, and ever since then we've we hitched our wagon to that piece of uh, software, and it's been it's been a good thing since then.
1: We're the one that stuck. It's okay. You, stuck. It's okay that you dated other people. We're not the jealous type. No, are we? No,
2: we just flirted with them. We <laughs> didn't yeah. Okay.
1: There you go. It's even better. Yeah. It's even better. Well, great. That's great to hear. So, you and I had a conversation about a year ago uh, because I wanted you to come to Builder Trend University to talk about your expertise, uh, and that's really why we have you on today. So what do you do now?
2: Now I do consulting. I'm on the other side of things. I took my chips off of the table. Uh, so I was a partner and CFO of a building company. I did that for like 10 years. Good building company, a good team over here in Minnesota. But I decided uh, my heart is and my passion is really in helping other builders do a good job.
1: Honestly, it's very similar to us because I bet, I'll let you go, go with it, but I bet you saw, man, every company has the same maybe gap in their processes or problem in construction.
2: Yeah. And, you know, you see a lot of similarities with home builders and then you see a lot of different similarities with remodelers and their issues seem to be pretty similar when it comes to, um, you know, when they come to see me, it's because they've exhausted all their options in in terms of figuring out how how to get things going in the right direction. So you guys have an awesome team there and a lot of the times they come to me after talking to you.
0: Let's yeah. talk about your team actually. So can you give us a rundown of month end? What does it look like? Uh, how many people do you have there?
2: Yeah, we have we have a great team. We have people that come from aerospace backgrounds all the way to people with really good real estate experience. So we have CPA on staff. We have bookkeepers. Uh, we have people that just do data entry. And um, when it comes to builder trend, actually deep builder trend expertise, that's just me. Our team is learning it. They're becoming pretty proficient in it and they can ha- they can help a lot of people. But Um, really we, uh, we're geared towards the bookkeeping and the accounting sorts of things. So the services we offer bookkeeping, accounting, builder trend consulting, and, um, we like to get in on the bank side of things too. So builders, a lot of, one of the biggest issues a lot of builders have is they need capital to build spec houses and we like to help get them put together with the right banks to help them do that.
1: So is that is your help based on here's a strategy of how you go to a bank or is it actually just connecting banks that you have relationships with with the companies? What where do you fit in?
2: Yeah, it's it's both of those things. So Mm -hmm. helping helping them get their information in order. A lot of builders have a hard time wrapping their heads around their information, like their financial stuff. They don't they don't understand what it means. Um, I don't mean that in a, a negative or derogatory mm-hmm. way. It's just mm-hmm. they, They're really, really good at building houses, building beautiful houses, mm-hmm. and they don't want to deal with accounting. So we help them put the numbers together and put it in front of the banks. And sometimes we have the relationships with the banks for our local clients and for the clients that aren't here in Minnesota. Uh, it's more of the former. We're, we're, we're putting the packages together for them to help them present things to the bank.
1: Right. You, you're best off if you go to a bank looking like this. That
2: yeah. Doing. You want to be, you want to be like, we know the questions that the bank's going to ask. Uh, we, we try to put ourselves in the shoes of the bank and poke holes in the financials to say, if I was a banker, I'd have an issue with this and then come up with the answers before the bank asks them. So when they do ask them, you're ready with a good response. So the banker feels really comfortable
1: doing business with you. That makes total sense.
0: Yeah. To that end, what, what are some common mistakes that you see a lot of builders making or remodelers financially?
2: Well, Home building is a tough business. Like, this is one of the tougher businesses out there. There's very low barriers to entry. It's easy to spin up a home building company. Uh, you have lumber prices, all of these prices are fluctuating. Trade contractors are impossible to find right now. Labor is, you know, really, really short. Uh, interest rates fluctuate. The mortgage markets are crazy. Buyers are crazy. Demand is crazy. So, it's a hard business to manage. And a lot of builders don't come from a business management background. They're like I said, they're really good tradespeople. They're really good at building houses. They can make a really nice product and people can really relate to them. And the business management and the financial financial management side of the things is sort of an afterthought. So a lot of the mistakes are pretty pretty general typical mistakes, like not really caring about the accounting and making sure it's right. You know, that causes some issues.
1: What is the number one reason somebody comes to you? Like what part of it? And I'll maybe throw some out there because I honestly don't know beyond what you just said, which makes a lot of sense. But is it like at the end of the job, hey, I don't know where if I'm making money or not throughout the job. At the end of the job, if I did make money, I don't know how. Like I don't know which part of it I did good or bad in. Like is, is this something like down that road?
2: Yeah, you got it. So it's probably more of the former. Um, how much money am I making and why did I make it? Or how much money am I losing and why did I lose it? And uh, those questions can all be answered with really good systems built between builder trend and accounting. You have like a complete map that tells you exactly why or how you lost money. If you're doing it right, if you're doing the accounting right, and then you can fix it. I think a lot of the reasons why those systems are disconnected or why builders don't generally pay as much of attention to it as they should is because they don't realize the value that can get out of it when it's done right. Um, and they're too busy, you know, they're too busy building houses, they're too busy running a building company, and that kind of, and they think of accounting as a cost center, like it costs them money to have an accountant, rather than, hey, how can I make these numbers work for me to make more profit? And with that mindset of, hey, this is just a cost center, well, what, do they, what do they try to do? Save money. And how do they do that? Well, their husband is the accountant, or their wife is the accountant, or their their brother, or whatever it is, they end up being their bookkeeper And, you know, these guys wouldn't have their brother go trim their houses or do the plumbing Mm -hmm. in their houses um, because it's a technical, it's a technical deal. So accounting kind of the same way.
1: Yeah. Your business and our business have probably the same value props, honestly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you could probably, you know, build a home. You not probably you (laughs) can build a home uh, without builder trend, but you probably build it better, faster and more efficiently with it. And same thing with your business. Like you could probably make money on a home without knowing exactly the X's and O's of where it's all going. But you can't do that every time unless you have a system, right?
2: Yeah. And that's what people are doing. They just, they see a house in their mind as a builder. And you have this great idea of the family that's going to live there and you're going to build. And a lot of these guys are building monuments to themselves be because they're really proud of their work and they should be. These things are really beautiful and people it's the biggest investment people will make. So they get really wrapped up into the craft of building the house and making this thing, this beautiful, I love saying the word monument because it really is you, you, you can drive by this house 30 years from now and say, I built that and I did that. So these are, these are monuments. And a lot of times when you're building a monument, the last thing you're thinking about is how cost effectively you, you built that monument. It's how can I make this piece of artwork? That's a mistake that that guys make. They, and, and they want to build something that they're proud of. And that's not necessarily a mistake, but if you wanna also make money, you have to think about other things than just how awesome can I make this house?
0: Yeah, I mean, if we could bring it back, I think this is a great opportunity to point out the partnership opportunity, right? So, you you know, in a business, like you said, these guys are great at doing one thing really well. Most people are great at doing one thing really well. They So these guys are building houses really well. And you need to partner with somebody. I mean, Dan kinda of talked about this, Dan, our co-founder, in our first episode about finding people who can cover your blind spots. So in this case with the financial stuff, you've got yourself, uh, you know, the financial side, we could leverage that in order to make it a more efficient, a better process for them. Yeah. And I
2: think it can actually, it can start with the finance. Like I think before you even think about building a house, the first thing you need to think about is how much money do I want to make? And then how can I spread that across this house? So, um, starting with the numbers and saying is this feasible does it work can this market support this type of product and back it all into the numbers and and if more builders would do that they wouldn't be surprised at the end of the project and say oh wait a second i only made 20 bucks on this thing or i lost 50 grand how did that happen well planning on the front end could have prevented some of that and i think a lot of builders want to do that but they're just running at such a high pace and they're moving so quickly that they just don't have time. And it's more of like, I'm going to build this. I'm going to cross my fingers and I'm going to make money on it because I know what I'm doing. And it doesn't always pan out that way.
1: Yeah. I, I'm going back to what you originally said uh, about how hard it is in the home building business when you sort of like laid it out like that all the different moving parts, you got the client and they do things on a whim and you're trying to work them and you get all your suppliers and those prices are fluctuating. You're trying to find subs. You're hoping they're quality. You're hoping they show up. You're hoping you have employees that are quality. You're hoping they show up. So, so to say that if at the end of a home or a project in construction that you do lose money, that didn't, doesn't necessarily mean you did something wrong, right? Like that can just happen. You don't want to do that a lot, you know, because no, surprises you happen.
2: You did something wrong. You really? <laughs> well, you're in the business to make money, and right. I think of I think of that as the score the scoreboard. Right? How much money you made on a project is the scoreboard. And some people make money for the sake of making money. Some people make money because they have a, a higher cause that they want to use the money for. Um, and and I think accountants they don't necessarily think of it that way. It's like the the how you measure success in business. There's a lot of ways to do it, but really the universal way to do it is well, how much money did you make? it's it's keeping score i don't mean it in like a greedy way mm-hmm. but we're just keeping score how well did you do how well did you do versus the last house how well did you do versus last year how well did you do versus your peers mm-hmm. and um you want to do better than them and you can do better than them by building more beautiful things or you can do better than them by making more money ideally you could do both um, so you said is is it necessarily a mistake if you lost money on the project it's not necessarily a mistake that you made but you can mitigate those issues by doing a little bit more homework doing a little bit more planning put a little, put some numbers to paper on the front end. And then, yes, you did make a mistake. At least you'll know why. And a lot of the times you come to these, these jobs at the end of them and you lost money and you're not really sure why or how, and you don't know if you lost cash or if you lost profit and you don't know the difference. And you know what, that's fine. You weren't, you weren't taught to know the difference. You're taught to build really nice houses. So um, to your point, uh, a financial partner can help with that. And,
1: yeah, exactly.
2: And the tools in build a trend can help with that.
1: It's the why you can tell Chris is a competitive athlete. With the scoreboard talk, he just went through.
0: Yeah, F-former, former. Former. Event.
1: Yeah, wh-
0: <laughs> yeah. Because you never, you never stop competing. Uh, we have a kid, uh, maybe. Okay.
1: Yeah. So you, what, that's a good segue into what do you, you you do do. Uh, what like the uh, triathlons or what's your game? No,
2: my wife, my wife is a former triathlete. Now she's an outstanding mother. She'll be a, fu- a triathlete again.
1: Nice plug but, on uh, all all sides there. That's good. She listens <laughs> to this. You are in good shape. Yeah.
2: No, I used to race bicycles, and I've raced bicycles in in Nebraska, actually, which is a great place to race bicycles, surprisingly.
0: The roads are okay. A little bit of a dig there. They're not great right now. (laughs) They're in really bad shape right now, but, you know. Yeah. Well, when you think of
2: racing bicycles, you think of mountains and like, and you guys don't have those there, but we don't have them here either. So not
1: me. I want to race bicycles flat, Flat. maybe maybe preferably downhill
0: (laughs) with a wind behind (laughs) you. Chris, what do you think? Uh, could you give us three things a business owner should do today to start better managing their finances?
2: Well, there's a lot of things. Some businesses do a good job already. I think if I were to think of three things, the first thing, and we'll do this in chronological order would be to plan. Um, very few businesses have a good plan before they start the business. And then once they do have the business, planning on like an annual basis or a project by project basis. So planning and planning doesn't, you don't need a lot of technology to plan. Uh, a spreadsheet will do. Ideally you have a tool like BuilderTrend where you can plan very carefully in detail, but it's nice to set an annual plan, like set a goal. Uh, how much money do I want to make this year? Mm-hmm. And then figure out how to get to that goal. Okay, I want to make a million bucks. How many houses do I think I need to build to make a million bucks? All right, I, need to, I need to build 50 houses. How much money do I need to make on each one of those houses? I need to make twenty thousand dollars. How much can I sell a house for and how much does it cost me to make twenty thousand dollars? Well, I can sell it for 400. so as long as it costs less than 380, I can make 20 grand. 20 grand times 50 houses. All right, I made a million bucks. So that process seems really simple and you can lay it out on the back of a napkin. but you'd be surprised how few people actually do that simple process.
1: Yeah, and I, I love that tip because there really is nothing beyond taking a deep breath, in November, December, whatever you want to start doing, that and go, "What is the plan?" And it can be as simple as what you just said. Then I, I can imagine every year you do that, it gets more and more detailed, more and more intricate, and you just kind of build from there, right?
2: Yeah, I like to talk about simplicity as much as possible. Sometimes you have to get very detailed and very intricate, uh, but you know, starting as a starting point. So if if people are doing things that they're not. Like just a very simple plan, set some simple goals. And then the next step, you you said three things would be to measure. So you have a goal, all right, it's great, now I need to measure what I'm doing throughout the year to see if I'm tracking toward that goal. And that's really, a lot of that measurement happens within accounting. Some of that measurement happens outside of accounting. Um, Some of it is cycle time. So a lot of builders can, can find a lot of value from measuring their cycle time. How long does it take to, from the time I want to start a job until the hole goes in the ground, how long does it take from when the hole goes in the ground until we're cleaning the place and it's done and figuring out how your cycle time changing, how expensive a day is. So understanding how much it costs for a dead day in your schedule. And then, you know, and then you can communicate to your team how important it is to make sure there aren't dead days in the schedule. So you can put it in terms of every day that house is sitting there. That's 300 bucks a day, which is really about what it is for like a $600,000 house, for instance, it's 300 bucks a day. So if you can carve seven days out of that schedule, that's $2,100, $2,100 on a $600,000 house where your net profit is maybe 60 grand. That's a big percentage, you know, that's three, four, five, six percent, depending on how much time you carve out of it. And that's just one variable that people can influence in their business by measuring things. And then having a goal and saying, how can I get toward that goal?
1: Yeah, but it starts with understanding where those, we call them KPIs here. Where, where are those things that you need to measure to understand how to get better at it? First step is where are we at today? And then that's the only way you can work on getting more efficient. It's great advice. That's two though.
0: Check the show notes for KPI definition. I'm not going to (laughs) do it right now. I'm going to tease the show notes there. There you go. Check the show notes. All right. Give Uh, us number three. Give us number one plan. Number two is measure number three.
2: Adjust. So you're planning, you're measuring. And now you have to adjust because nothing's ever going to go exactly to plan, especially in this business. Like never, never is it going to go to plan. You want to put a hole in the ground in May in Minnesota. Who knows if you're going to be able to, because the frost may not be out of the ground yet. But if you don't have a plan, you don't have anything you're driving towards. So plan, measure. And honestly, the best two ways to measure stuff is through accounting and through Build-A-Trend. Build-A-Trend, with Build-A-Trend, you can measure everything. You can measure Mm -hmm. cycle time. You can measure... Obviously, all of your job costs you can measure everything. So I'm I'm a big advocate of using some of the features in Builder Trend, like um, creating custom fields and then mm-hmm. doing some reporting out of those custom fields and making sure your team is entering the right information. Uh, that's really, really, really helpful for a lot of a lot of builders. It's easy to do. It's really easy to do, mm-hmm. uh, and then adjust. So what do you do? What do you do if your data, your accounting, is telling you that you're losing money on every house in neighborhood B, but neighborhood A, you're making money on it? Well, your county will be able to tell you why. You know, it could be a a cost issue or it could be a a revenue issue. And you can figure that out with the the information, if you have the information. And then you have to adjust. Can you charge more for the house? No? Okay, how can I cut costs out of it? And if you can't do either of those, then it helps you make the decision, well, how do we just get out of this project altogether? And if you have the data to support it, it's a much more – it's an easier decision to make. I was going to say cerebral decision, but that's just an awful – Where it's just, it's less emotional and more of an exercise of just look at the numbers.
1: Yeah, I I think every business probably goes through a point where they stop making gut decisions and start making data-driven decisions. And that makes a business owner feel good because gut decisions are great. And it's an ego thing where like, if your gut's right, it's great. (laughs) And I I love that. But then when you're wrong, you're kicking yourself. So those are three tips that I think anybody could use.
0: So... I am going to play the role of the outsider here and the skeptics of the room are saying, all I hear is just more money. I got to spend money on accountant. I got to spend money on software. <laughs> um, but all I see in front of me, you know, like I'm, if I'm playing the skeptic right now, I'm probably using a pen and paper. I'm using Excel. I don't even know how to start this climb up Mount Everest. You know, mm-hmm. what, what advice do you have for that person? And I guess maybe you could speak to, you know, The benefit, of course, between the two.
2: Yeah. It it is tough. In this industry especially, we're a little bit behind on the technology. I think there's a lot of reasons for that, Uh, but a good place to start is simple, like really simple, like a Google Calendar, for instance. If you're always running wild and you don't have a place to manage your own personal appointments or even your own personal life, um, something simple as a Google calendar will help you stay organized. And, you know, pen and paper, does anybody use a pen and paper
0: anymore for managing their business? I guess they do. Oh
1: yeah. 85% of the construction market.
0: Yeah. We, we see a <laughs> That's ton true of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but,
2: but I have a they, pen in my hand right now. Yeah, there yeah, you I, go. There's a paper in front of me. So there's a, there's a time and a place for it, but managing, you know, a $10 million construction company is not the time and place for a pen and paper.
1: So the, another step they could make is just hit your web, website, right? Or hit our website.
2: Yeah, hit the Builder Trend website. Yeah. Get signed up with Builder Trend. And yeah. you know, I, I talk to a lot of a lot of builders and a lot of remodelers and they they've signed up for Builder Trend. What they try to do is implement all of it at once. And I tell them start start with something very simple. Let's start with just change orders. Let's figure out how to get your customers involved and get your change orders going through there. Or let's just start with collecting money from your clients through there. They love, by the way, they love, and I tell I tell people this, they love paying through your portal because they love shopping on amazon.com. They wanna pay online. They feel like it's secure. They feel confident, they can see their stuff. So let's just start with that. Let's get that figured out, and then we'll go on to the next thing. And maybe the next thing is, let's get your purchase order program put together. So, you know, so you're creating a, an agreement with your subcontractor so there's no surprises. And that hits point one before about planning. So you're planning that this framer is going to charge you 15000 and you guys are making an agreement on the purchase order that it's going to cost 15000 So when you get a bill for 16000 you don't just pay it, you ask questions. So maybe purchase orders is the next thing that we'll implement. And the Builder Trend team there, you guys have a whole office complex full of experts on how to get builders spun up on using uh, purchase orders. So
1: I think um, I'm going to hire Chris for our sales team. <laughs> shameless like, plug there. He's going to consult uh, our sales team. Yeah. No, that's, it's it's nice. I think this industry, we talk about this in our marketing, uh, it's, this industry loves, for lack of a better term, testimonials. They really value somebody who's actually done it, like a builder, remodeler, construction company. They value their opinion. So when somebody like you who has not only been in the industry, but then has used Their trend, I think that it's powerful for people because it's, there's skeptics out there. I'm a skeptic.
0: Yeah, I was playing the skeptic earlier. You're a big skeptic.
1: Uh, but especially in this <laughs> industry, right? for all the points you made earlier, Chris, is we haven't adapted technology yet. Maybe technology companies like us haven't done a great job of telling them why they should. That's what we work on every day. But they're skeptic. And so when they hear somebody go, this actually works, and you actually are going to get times x or x back for your return on your investment, that, that makes sense to them. I like the point you made earlier about how it could be jarring for a homeowner, how non technological construction is when they start to go pay or like even understand we talked about this before. It's like in 2019, as a client, I can do everything online and I, I trust <laughs> that. But when I build a six hundred thousand dollar home on a lake, I'm asked to cut checks and I get paper invoices or or requests, right? Like I think it's jarring for them, right?
2: Yeah. Um, you know, people that buy six hundred thousand dollar houses, they're used to using technology all day. Right. People that buy million dollar houses—they're used to using technology all day. I mean, anybody who mm-hmm. has the financial capacity and who's fortunate enough to be able to build a new house and buy a new house, not only are they using technology in their daily lives, but they expect it from anything they do. So they're used to it, and it just makes things easy for them. Anytime somebody sends me something like a PDF that I have to print off and then sign and like scan back in like I'm like what you're not thinking about me you're not mm-hmm. thinking about my needs you're thinking about what's easy for you and maybe this is easy for you cuz you don't have to learn some new piece of technology to figure out how to get a digital signature and I might be an extreme example of this I know I'm a weirdo uh, but I feel I don't feel offended but I feel like is this the best you can do
0: yeah
2: so I think home building clients now are expecting that too when you're when you're doing things old school and you're sending them paper and you're asking for a check they're like is this the best you can do and that's just not a feeling that instills confidence in somebody who's handing over their life savings.
1: Exactly. Makes total sense. This is a plug because you will be coming to Omaha over the next couple of months, whenever mm-hmm. your wife says it's good to leave town for a few <laughs> days because you have a six month old. So we'll have you. We'll come have you teach a class at Buildertrain University. We have one every month. And then we'll just talk about all this stuff. That's, that's step
0: was, one. That was Start with the plan. Plan.
1: We're gonna go through all three of <laughs> your tips to yep, get you here.
0: Exactly. Chris, cool. you did a great job laying out some simple steps that we could follow. I think you made it very tangible for again the skeptic looking at the mountain, trying to figure out how do I get started with this? How do I take something that seems like it's just gonna cost me more money, but then actually what we gain out of that is efficiency, which is saving us money. So
2: And Builder Trend, and I always tell anybody who calls me this, Builder Trend has an amazing staff there, and you don't need me for much when it comes to Builder Trend. I'm like I'm able to connect those final dots. Mm-hmm. If you really want to get down and dirty with your accounting and make sure that works really, really nicely with Builder Trend, the Builder Trend people will get you ninety nine percent of the way there. In a lot of cases, hundred percent of the way there. But if you want to obsess about it just a little bit more and you want to get a little more reporting out of your accounting system that's connected to Builder Trend, then we uh, we love we love that kind of work.
1: Great. I think you're doing a great job and a great service for the industry. I think that we are trying to elevate the industry by what we do in some ways. And I think you're doing the same thing. So good on you.
0: It takes a village. Yeah. All right.
1: Thanks (laughs) so much. Don't forget. The good on you was for the Australia and New Zealand clients listening.
0: International podcast. know that. So thanks for laying all that out. Thanks for sharing your expertise. Um, We appreciated you coming on the show today and we of course look forward to seeing you in Omaha later this year. Thank you. Make sure you check out our show notes page. Also don't forget to subscribe and rate our podcast. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time on the building code.
1: Appreciate you.